broken up. Short-handed breakaway. Alex Kalorn is in. He scores! It's time for the Breakaway Podcast with Dan Marr and Ty Pizzola. Hello and welcome back to the Breakaway Podcast. I'm Dan Marr and once again, I'm back with Ty Pizzola. Ty, how are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Uh, it's been a little while, but uh, I'm happy. Yeah, we, we've had a bit of a break, but we're back right in time for the NHL playoffs. I know I'm excited. Uh, the MLB starts uh, Thursday, July 23rd. The NBA is uh, playing games right now. So all these sports are coming back, Ty. I know we've talked, we've talked about it before, but I'm excited in general for all of this. Yes, I, I mean, every sport, but I, I can't tell you hockey especially. I, I've been watching soccer. I, I never watch soccer. and I've been watching soccer just to uh, – just to keep myself entertained. But when hockey comes back, I will be on my couch, eyes glued to the TV the entire time. Yeah, there's a, a lot of news that's gone around, a lot of stuff that we missed. Um, just very quickly, the New York Islanders named their new arena the UBS Arena. Um, not that big of news compared to some of the other stuff we're talking about, but just to throw it out there. Yeah, it's a terrible name for an arena. I was <laughs> fan, but... Um, the... NHL, uh, rumors going around that there's going to be an expansion team in Seattle. Uh, and they recently, as we're recording, actually, said tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., there's going to be an announcement about the team, about the name. And a lot of rumors are going around that it's going to be the Seattle Kraken. The Devils actually tweeted out to them and said, uh, let's Kraken or we'll Kraken open a cold one or something. Uh so there's a lot of speculation that that's going to be the name. Ty, what do you think about a team being in Seattle? I, I you know what? I don't know. I, I really don't know how I feel because with uh, Vegas, um, I really, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't affect me for any reason. But, I mean, the name, I kind of like the name, Kraken. I'm the Kraken? About the, the possible logos that can. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. There, there's a lot, yeah. of, uh, lot of possibilities I think you cut out there, but. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's good for the NHL. They're really expanding, reaching new horizons, uh, reaching new fan bases. I know uh, with this playoff system and without any sports for a while, they're going to have a huge new fan base. I think we had some technical difficulties, Ty. I think we're all good now. Um, what I was saying was that the NHL announced all their awards for, for this year, the 2020 season, 2019 season. Uh, and I'm just going to read off some of the candidates. We're going to talk about them real quick before we get into some playoff stuff. First award that they announced was the Ted Lindsay Award, which uh, very much like the Hart Trophy, it is awarded to the annually awarded annually to the best player during the regular season. And this year's candidates are Leon Dreisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, and Artemi Panarin. All had excellent seasons. Ty, who wins this award? Um, I don't know, because what is the difference between the Lindsay and the Hart? Is it the same thing? Those are the three same candidates, right? Yeah, they're both uh, the Hart Trophy, which is the MVP trophy at the end of the year, also has Leon Dreisaitl, um, Nathan McKinnon, and Artemi Panarin as its candidates. Uh, but the Hart Trophy also takes into consideration the playoffs, which haven't happened yet. So Okay, so mm, that's actually... This is just the regular season. Yeah, all right. So regular season, um, I was going to... I was going to say Panarin for Hart, but now that I now that I think about that, I, I do not. I don't. I don't know. I think the Rangers will win round one, but I don't think they'll go too far. So I don't think Panarin's gonna be able to carry them that far. But during the regular season, I think 
the Rangers um, Rangers wouldn't have been in the position where they are if they didn't have Panarin. I think he was such a uh, such a strong like. I think the Rangers. Uh, I'm a Devils fan, so I'm always gonna hit against the Rangers. But I think they were. I think they were obviously better than the Devils, and they weren't a terrible team. But I do not think they'd be even in this contender uh, bracket, even if uh, if Panarin wasn't on the team. So I, I'd say for regular season, I would give it to Panarin. All right, that's a, that's a pretty good answer. I'd got to go with Nathan McKinnon. He really carried the team this year. I mean, they have a, a so-called buy in the playoffs this year, and he was a huge part of it. He had one of his best regular seasons. The Avalanche in general were injury-prone, and he stayed healthy throughout the year and really carried his team to a great playoff position. I got to go with Nathan McKinnon for that award. There's a bunch of other ones, so we're going to move on. The Jack Adams Award, awarded to the top coach of the year. Shout out to Barry Trotz last year, winning it for the Islanders. But uh, this year's candidates are Bruce Cassidy of the Boston Bruins, John Tortorella of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and Elaine Vinault of the Philadelphia Flyers. Ty, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think I mentioned this on one of the last episodes. I, I don't pay much attention to the coaches, but um, I think the Flyers really had a breakout season, and uh, I think they had a, I mean, a good season for a team I feel like they've recently had. Yeah, they had so a great think- push. Yeah, I think Vinot takes this one. I mean, Tortorella, again, I don't know much about, but I don't know. I, I, he could have done – the Blue Jackets were good this year. So, yeah. I mean, can't take away from them, but I think Vinot would take this one. I think this is honestly kind of a hard award because Bruce Cassidy did a great job with the Bruins all year. And, I mean, they're obviously one of the best teams in the league, have some of the best odds to win the championship this year. Um, and then you also got to look at Tortorella, a guy who lost – Two of his best players, Panarin and Bobrovsky, to the Rangers and um, Florida. Mm-hmm. And he still took the team to the playoffs, and, and they that had a really true, good yes. season. So I'm going to have to give – if I was doing this award, I'd give it to Tortorella just because of the determination and the things that he put his team through to get to this position and be in this playoff spot. I like that. That was a that was – didn't really think of that. That's uh, really smart there. All right. The, we're going to go to the rookies now, the Calder Memorial Trophy. Ty – one Hughes brothers in it, but it's not Jack. Quinn Hughes, Dominic Kubalik of, uh, I believe, Ottawa, and Kale McCarr of Colorado. Quinn Hughes is uh, on Vancouver. Those are the three candidates. Ty, who do you have there? Um, to be quite honest, I-, I love hockey. I'm a big fan, but I don't even know who the second player is, to be honest. So Dom- I think I'm going to – Dominic Kubalik? Yeah. Oh, no, I do know Kubalik. I do know Kubalik. But I'm going to take him out just because it didn't – spark a buzz like the other two names did so McCarr and Hughes I mean they're both amazing and Quinn I mean Quinn didn't play last year right he played one game in the playoffs he, he played he played yeah in the playoffs but it wasn't technically a full start to the yeah yeah season. so yeah so did McCarr but, McCarr did the same thing yeah but they're both I mean McCarr last year that was crazy what he did in the playoffs and I think they both are both defensemen like really are going to bring a lot to their team in the future and they already bring it now in their rookie season. Like it's really close for me, but I've seen, I don't know. I've seen more of Hughes. I would say I, I really like the way Hughes played. I used to watch, uh, I was a devil's fan. He played the um, devils against like the brother versus brother games. I watched those. And I also watched a few, of his highlights, um, I never really looked into McCarr much, but I know McCarr is an amazing player, and I've seen him play. But so I huge. think the play that I've seen is uh, 
I'm gonna have to go with Hughes here. All right. Um, I, I think I'm gonna go opposite. I, I had liked McCarr all season. He had a great season last year. I don't have much to say. I talked about him a lot in one of the earlier episodes. Uh, he's just a great overall player, and I think he deserves a Calder. Next award is the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. The Lady Bing Memorial Trophy is awarded to the player adjudged having exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. I know there's a lot of words, a lot of words there. Um, so it's, it's like a sportsmanship award. Um, the award was named after uh, Lady Bing and when she died in 1949. Uh, the three candidates for this this year are Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, and Ryan O'Reilly. So out of those three, who do you think kind of had like the best sportsmanship? Um, I feel like I would say Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, I, I don't really know. I, I don't know much about them off the ice. I think the most I would know is Matthews off the ice and like and like on, and like in the locker room. But I feel like I feel like they're all great guys in the locker room. But I feel like Ryan O'Reilly. I don't know. I've seen him do a lot for like 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 messing around with the other players on the other team. Yeah, he's a tough guy. He's gonna like get into battles. But like I feel like he like has the most uh, like I would say friends almost in the league. Like, he, like, a lot of people, like, know him and, like, he's liked in the league. So, I guess we're going with sportsmanship. And he's a great player. I know he's a high playing ability. So, I mean, I guess I would go with O'Reilly there. I mean, I love Hughes and McKinnon. I mean, not Hughes and McKinnon, Matthews and McKinnon. But I guess I would have to say O'Reilly for that one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I also don't know a lot about them really off the ice. And, and they're, they're it's kind of like, in a way, it's kind of like the uh, Walter Payton Award in the NFL about – just like giving back to the community and stuff like that. And I know all three of them uh, do help with charity and do a lot of work with their team and their organization, but I'm going to go with Ryan O'Reilly as well. Our next award is the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy. Uh, this is awarded annually to someone who exemplifies the qualities of uh, perseverance um, or perseverance and sportsmanship and dedication to ice hockey. And uh, all three of these guys I'm about to read fought really hard this season and, uh, are just incredible players and athletes. Uh, Steven Johns of the Dallas Stars, Oscar Lindbaum of the Philadelphia Flyers, and Bobby Ryan all suffered some stuff this season. All pretty much have come back and, and fought really hard to be back in the NHL. I'd, I'd give this really honestly, Ty, I'd give this award to any three of them. Yeah. Um, I feel like growing up, though, I was always a Bobby Ryan fan, and knowing what he went through and coming back, I mean, he didn't come back, obviously, as strong as he was in the past, but just him for him to come back after all that stuff went down. Yeah, um, and he, he played for Ottawa, so I mean, it's kind of hard. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like since I, I was growing up and, like, watching him, like, when I was, like, little, little, like, and now, like, to see him go through that stuff, it was sad. And then just now, like, be able to see him come back and and still be playing, um, that's that's awesome. So, as a childhood Childhood uh, favorite. I'm going to give it to Bobby Ryan. Yeah, I, I, I have to go with Oscar Lindbaum. I mean, fighting cancer, back on the ice right now, I, I think he deserves it. There's, it, That's just – he fought really hard to be back, in, and he might play in the playoffs this year. So, you know, good for him and, and good for the Philadelphia Flyers organization. But once again, like, I think all of these guys deserve this award. Uh, yeah, I think any, any of – yes, any of them. I just – yeah, I, I would I, – I feel like I'm giving giving my – my uh, my uh, prediction on who I like know the most, who I you know, who I like yeah, 
Yeah. All right, Ty, this is my favorite award, the Vesna Trophy. <laughs> their, uh, best goalie this year. The three candidates are Tuka Rask of the Boston Bruins, Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets, and Andre Vesilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ty, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to go first here. Please, uh, please do. Please do. You're the goalie here. I'm honestly, I'm going to give it to Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask had an incredible season. Uh, he played really well, and Yaroslav Halak backed him up really well when he stepped out the season for uh, family issues. But Tuka Rask came back and fought really hard. He had a great season overall, uh, and Andre Veselovsky got it last year. I don't think he deserves it again. He had a he had an okay season, nothing mm. like he did last year. So I'm going Tuka Rask. Yeah, I mean, goalie said it best. I, I agree with everything you just said. To be honest, I was I'm not just biased because you're the goalie. I'm listening to you. No, I was going to say Tuka. Um, I think he's the best out of three and is going to be the best out of three in the playoffs. So I think he'll continue. Um, yeah. Good season. Yeah. He, he really stepped it up this year. He had a 2.12 goals against average, uh, 0.929 save percentage, five shutouts, 26 wins, only eight losses. The, those are pretty good numbers. Yes. Especially for shortened seasons as well. Yeah, exactly. And someone who missed a little bit of time. Yeah. All right, Ty, two more big awards. Norris Trophy winner, James Norris Trophy winner. Uh, Victor Hedman, John Carlson, or Roman Yossi. Uh, all defensemen. This is the defense, best defenseman of the year award. Who you got? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll go first. If you want to think about it, I'll go first. I'll think about it. I don't all right. Know. I'm going to go with Roman Yossi. He had an incredible season on both sides of the puck. He – in my opinion, almost single-handedly carried the Nashville Predators into the playoffs. I mean, Pecorene really had a bad season. I talked about it in uh, the playoff previews that we wrote. Uh, the offense didn't do as well. Matt Duchesne didn't have nearly the season that anyone expected him to with that big contract. And Roman Yossi, the captain of the Nashville Predators, had a great season. I think he was the second leading point scorer out of any defenseman, actually behind John Carlson, one of the other uh, candidates. But I, I got to give it to Roman Yossi. He he blocked a bunch of shots. He scored, passed the puck, amazing. Just an overall had a great season. All right. Well, I was thinking about it as I sat there listening to you, <laughs> and uh, I was thinking before before you get into your got into your facts, I was thinking Yossi. I was thinking Roman Yossi. <laughs> but then I heard you say, and I did not know this stat. I heard you say that Carlson had more points. He did. He was a leading – Carlson was a leading point scorer. Defensive. I believe he was, yeah. All right. Well, just off of that, as being a point scorer myself and putting pucks in the net, <laughs> I'm going to go with Carlson because I think the Capitals have, I mean, one of the best chances to win the Cup. And I think that if they didn't have Carlson, they wouldn't be there. So points matter to me. And uh, I'm going to go with Carlson. All right, you know that's a fair that's a fair argument. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say too much about that. All right, the biggest award now, the Hart Memorial Trophy tie, same exact candidates uh, as we said before: Leon Draisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, and Artemi Panarin. Who do you have for the MVP? Give it to McKinnon. 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 Is, uh, yes, give it to McKinnon. He is. Uh, I mean, like I said before, I was gonna go with when I found out playoffs. I think McKinnon is going to. 
dominating these playoffs for the Avalanche. And uh, I think with that, with the amazing season he already had, plus this domination that I believe he's going to have in the playoffs, if it, if that all works out, I think it's definitely even McKinnon. I do think the other two are going to be good too. But again, I don't think Panarin. Think he'll, I think he'll carry him past the Canes, but I don't think they can go any further than that. And uh, Drysaddle, uh, I, I don't think Drysaddle would be as good as he was without McDavid this oh, year. Oh, whoa. So, so, um, Those are some bold words. Well, because I, I think McDavid should be the MVP because McDavid is the greatest player in the world. But I mean, yeah. That's you, a okay. story. You say, you say this. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Drysaddle. But you say this. He wouldn't be the same player. Not they, that I, not that I don't think he wouldn't be the same player. I don't think he would be as good. No, I don't. I don't think he would be as good. At at only twenty four, Ty, he had forty three goals, sixty seven assists, and one hundred and ten points. And that's not even finishing the entire season. I mean, he was blowing everyone else out of the water in points this year. I understand that, but he had McDavid. I mean, okay, yeah, like he had help, and then it's the same thing. Panarin had Zabanajad, who blew up at the end of the season yeah I, I mean I, I agree but I just don't think the Oilers would be you think the Oilers would be in the playoffs no, no. The last yeah two okay years McDavid wasn't last two years last three years McDavid no but this year like I think Dreisaitl is the same thing that McDavid was his rookie year McDavid his rookie year single-handedly brought the uh, Oilers to the playoffs and I can't remember if they defeated the Sharks or not but he had a great series against the Sharks an unbelievable rookie year, deserved all of the stats that he deserved. I think Leon Dreisaitl had this exact type of year, 110 points, and they didn't even finish the season. I mean, so that's – think, So you think Dreisaitl, if McDavid was on the others, you think Dreisaitl could have brought them to the playoffs? Yes, I do. Okay. Especially in this playoff format. I mean, it, it, 110 points is 110 points, and I think it's just going to keep getting better. I mean, look, that duo is going to be so fun to watch this playoffs. Yeah, I agree, but – I mean, I, I just – on the first question, after you started attacking me, <laughs> um, I think McKinnon is going to dominate these playoffs, and he's going to be able to give the Avalanche, honestly, a shot to get far in these playoffs. So I think McKinnon's going to take the Hart Trophy. It's – it's. I think it's all going to depend on the playoffs. At the end of the day, who's yeah, going to that's, that's perform? Yeah, that's what it is. Yep, that's exactly what this, this trophy is. Yeah. We've, we've talked about all the trophies, Ty. It's, it's time to talk about the playoffs. I mean, they're right around the corner now. We've wrote, wrote, written about them. We've talked about them. But the schedule is out. There's exhibition games in August 1st. It's, it's the real deal. Uh, just briefly, Tuesday, July 28th, the first NHL game back, Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia, 4 p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. That's the first game back. That's a great game to start for an exhibition game, huh, Ty? It is. Um, I think both teams are going to give up a good fight in the playoffs, so it'll be fun to see them just battle it out in an exhibition game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be just a, like, a crazy game to see, like, for the first game back after all this time, like, with all the players and stars they have on their team. So I think that'll be really fun to watch. Yeah, I know I'm going to be sitting down on my couch. You know, I'm going to try to get a monitor or something, set up some baseball, set up some hockey, set up some basketball. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all happening so quickly. Yeah. Um, but the game the next day, the game I'm looking forward to on NBCSN, 8 p.m. Eastern, is the Islanders versus the Rangers. 
<laughs> I cannot, I could not be more excited because I, I don't know the bracket perfectly, but if both teams win, I think that's the playoff series. If they can move, if they can make it to like the Eastern semifinals, those are the two teams that play. And I, I, I think this is a great showing of how the Rangers have prepared and how the Islanders have prepared. And again, I'm just, I'm just excited. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, it's also nice to know, Ty, your devils aren't in it. So I don't yeah, have to do you know any what? I, I have a crazy fact for you and, and the <laughs> listeners. Uh, my buddy was telling me this the other day. I didn't even know. But if the Devils didn't blow that 4-1 lead at the beginning opening of the night, no. they would be in the playoffs right now. Seriously? Over, yes, over um, Montreal? Yes, they would be in the playoffs wow. if we did not blow that lead. Wow. And, and if, we didn't, if we knew that, that Pittsburgh, our last game against Pittsburgh – before quarantine, if we knew that that game mattered as much as it did, I think it would have <laughs> hopefully put a different result on the board. But, I mean, yeah. we lost that one too. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. There, again, even no matter how close it is, there's still always the possibility of it all closing down. And we've said this before, it's, it's going to be about cases. And the NHL only reported about two cases, I believe, the other day out of all of the players that they tested, which are great numbers. But Ty, what do you think? What number of uh, coronavirus cases is too many? Where they're they're like, this is it. We can't we can't do this. Too many people are getting sick. Ah, oh, way to bring the mood down. <laughs> I mean, come on, we got it. No, no, no it's, how it's happy a serious, we are. It's, it's a very a serious, serious question. Topic. Yeah, it's a serious topic that that could definitely happen. Um, you said there was two. What there was there was a lot in the beginning, though. No? Like there right was when it first started. Yeah, there was there was over forty, I believe, but. Uh, they've cut it down. I know NB- the NBA had zero positive cases in their last test. And I believe Monday the NHL announced that they only had like two or three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they can, de- I think they can deal with that. It really, it all depends. I, I, I think that it doesn't matter how many cases honestly are like to start, like to start. Cause those guys are just going to sit out. I think it matters when the play starts and then the cases start, you know what I mean? When they yeah. start interacting with, their teammates in the locker room interacting with the other players on the ice. Like that's when it's going to matter. Well, they're already, I mean, they're already at their prospective camps and, and I don't think any of them have traveled to Toronto or Edmonton, the two hub yeah. cities, but they're already in camps together all over the country and all mm-hmm. over North America. And I mean, two cases right now, as they're interacting together, is still pretty good. I yeah, think no, definitely. Compared to some of the other sports, the NHL, I mean, you're kind of separated on ice wise because of the padding and because of the helmets. I mean, you're not on top of each other like you are in the um, NBA, which is definitely going to be helpful. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but you, you know, you got Marshall Lee who's licking people's faces off. So I, uh, I think know. he should, he need, he might need to have his own mask. I mean, he might need a, a special Marshall mask to keep his tongue off. Of people. Yeah. Ty, uh, Marshall, you can't tell. You're never going to be able to tell. Um, <laughs> there, there really is some big questions, though, besides just cases and stuff. Bit, one of the biggest factors for the players, at least, no fans. That's a huge thing. And I know recently the uh, NBC and some other uh, executives TV-wise have said that there's going to be a five-second delay between play and the broadcast so that they can curse out or cut out any curse words that the uh, NHL players say, because I mean, Ty, you know, as a player, the uh, hockey guys, 
tend to have a bad mouth sometimes. Dirty mouth, yeah. Uh, it it kind of gets overshadowed by the crowd. You can't hear it as much, but in an empty rink where you can hear every cut in the ice, every stick clap, every word, that there's going to be some things said. What do you think about not only the five-second delay, but the no fans in general? I mean, I don't know. I, I think that I don't think that's going to change. Actually, I don't know why I was about to say that because I do think it'll change. Because I mean, playoffs is home ice advantage. It's big, and like now with no home ice advantage and uh, no fans, well, no fans like cheering and going crazy, like in sold out crowds. Like that's that's the environment that they're used yeah. to playing in the playoffs. That's but be but really crazy. I mean, for some of these teams, it's not that big of an issue. Like Florida. Don't go there, on. Dad. Come on. Some of don't these teams don't. Some of these don't teams don't there. don't get a lot of fans and. That's Look, true. I can't, I can't, I can't say too much because the Islanders have one of the lowest attendance rates in the NHL <laughs> right now. But I do know that the Islanders sell out every single playoff game. Yeah. So I once mean, it comes playoff time, those New York fans get crazy. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be different. It's gonna and, be a lot different. And I think with the, uh, with the with the because um, the ML not the MLS yes the MLS and like Premier League all the soccer games they're pumping they're, like, putting in Yeah, I wonder if they're, they're not gonna do that. I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I know the MLB right now is like they're playing their normal sounds and uh, they're playing walk-up songs and stuff, but they're not pumping sound into the stadium, like mm-hmm. fake sound. So uh, in an, a tight arena like that, they could definitely do it. But if they're going to do that, what's the point of bleeping out the wor- the curse words and stuff? Like there yeah, should be no delay. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be cool. I think to, to be able to hear, I mean, you can already hear like stuff with the crowds there. Like you can hear the, the passes and the, and the skates. Yeah. So, like, I think with them, like without it, it's gonna be crazy to like literally like hear everything. And I think that they're gonna definitely need to leave <laughs> out those, leave out that because that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be happening a lot in these playoffs. Mm. Ty, t- a fun fact just to, to throw in there. I, mean, I guess it's not fun, but uh, there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of rain in Edmonton the other day, and the the arena actually the arena actually got flooded. I don't know if oh, you heard about this, I but did see that the, the arena was flooded. This is it's such. Horrible not timing. Fun. I don't no. know. Why <laughs> I just came. In, it just came into my head. Yeah. That's. I mean, that that could ruin ice conditions. Which, I mean, I, I I keep talking about the Islanders, but the Barclays Center has some of the worst ice. You can visually, <laughs> you can visually see how bad the ice is, and they complained about it for years. And that's that's yeah, pretty. Can much you why see that from the from the top deck? You can't even see. I mean, okay. <laughs> the top deck you can see. Come on, relax. The the Prudential Center's got bigger nosebleeds than than the Barclays Center does. Don't, yeah, but at least we don't have bars hanging over it where we see half the that's half the that's ice. only one. <laughs> that's yeah. only one side of the ice. No, it's 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 bad. I know that's pretty much why they're moving. That's a huge part of it because so many players have complained about the ice and and why it's annoying and. That's why John Tavares left, but it's not. That's not the the issue. That's yeah, they don't have the money. About. They don't have the money to. Uh, they have the money. They just because whoa, whoa. no fan attendance. <laughs> whoa, they offered Panarin a big contract. Yeah, well, Panarin knew better. <laughs> I, I don't. Again, I'm I'm gonna be able to watch my team in the playoffs. And gonna watch, <laughs> I'm gonna watch the draft. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna root against the Islanders. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what my yeah. We're playoffs. gonna we're gonna have some fun. Some fun analysis to talk about when uh, yeah. when these games start to happen. Even the round robin games, we got to get back get back into the regular scheduled program. All right, Ty, I I think we're running out of time here. Quickly before we end, dark horse team out of the uh, preliminary round or the the buy in round or play in round, whatever you want to call it, dark horse team. 
Who do you have? Dark Horse team. I never heard of that. Underdog? Dark Horse, like underdog team, yeah. Uh, well, I would I, – Canes – I didn't look at any. The Canes are playing the, the Rangers. The Canes yes, are playing they're, the Rangers. Yes, they're, they're the underdogs. Yes, because they got, swept, they got swept this year. Yes. So, give it to the Canes because I the don't Canes. want the Rangers to win. So, you know what? I don't I – don't, if I had to pick, like, one who I really thought, that's what – I guess that's who I would say I would want. Like, no offense to all the Raiders fans, but high offense to you, actually. Um, <laughs> um, that's who I would want. But if I had to choose who I thought, um, sad to say, but I would have to go with the Islanders. I'm yeah. going to give it to the Islanders. I think, uh, I think maybe a couple phone calls and text messages we had of you telling me about how you think they're going to go might have convinced me, but I think, um, I think they can do it. I, I mean – I don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. No, Dan, don't get your hopes up. But I think they can make a, a run out of the playing round. I think. Who do they play after that? Do you know? Or if uh, not? No one, no one really knows right now, but it's projected yeah, it's that they probably will play the light. They'll probably play like the lightning. Uh, see, that, <laughs> that scares me a little. But at the same time. They played really well against the lightning. Lightning last year, you know, anything can happen. It's the hockey playoffs. So I think uh, if I had to choose one, I do not think really any playing team will make a run. But. Uh, or I think some of them can win uh, their first series, like actual series after the play-ins. But I don't think any of them will make it run for the cup, no. But if I had to choose, it would be the, yeah. uh, it'd be the Islanders. I'll give it to the Islanders. I love, I love to hear that. I'm going to go – I'm going to stick with the person that I thought would win the best head coach of the year, Tortorella and the Blue Jackets. They made a great fight last year. They're playing the Maple Leafs in the first round. I think they could get through the Maple Leafs, and I think they can make a run of their own. Tortorella is a great coach, and he's got great playoff experience. I, I think they can do it. I, I think they have the team and overall team chemistry to make that sort of run in these playoffs. Yeah, damn, but Matthews and Marner we're talking about here. Oh, and they can't win a playoff series. Have they won <laughs> yet? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but now you know what? They got their foot. We'll see this. I think, I think the Maple Leafs are going to. No matter how much I watch, no matter how much I watch this team during the regular season, and oh Tavares and oh Marner and oh Matthews, look at all these points. Look at this okay, line. Look at they're doing. Tavares left That's what they they can't produce in the playoffs, and uh, it's happened time and time again. And it seems to be just a Maple Leafs curse. I so, agree with you there, and I think the uh, the cool thing about that is. Quarantine might have flipped that around. We don't know what's mm. going to happen, honestly. We say this at the end of every episode, like literally at the end of every episode. <laughs> we really don't know what is going to happen with this because, I mean, we're not getting much insight from any of the practices. Like, they are just practices, so you can't fully tell if, if guys are, like, really doing bad or really doing good. So, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see it, even the exhibition, ex, doing it again. Exhibition, ex, games. exhibition games. Before, I mean, just seeing those are going to be fun to watch because we're going to see how, how hockey is. If it's, if it's the same, if it's a little slower, or, I mean, if it's faster, we, we never know. You never know. We're really, it's going to be exciting to see. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the time we have, Ty. Uh, next week when we're talking again, hopefully there's some games under our belt. We'll, we'll get closer and closer. Uh, and, Ty, we've got some stuff in the works, some, some announcers, some, some guests that we're, we're looking to have on in the, the near future. Excited about so, that. Uh, keep an eye out. We, we've got some stuff coming up, but uh, thank you again, everyone, and have a good night. See you later.